0: Well, praise the Lord. I'm with you again this morning, trusting that all is well with you. All is well with me. And I want to give God praise and thanks for you waking up with us today and listening to these devotions. You may say, Pastor, where are we going with this? Well, we're going somewhere and you're going to love it. Just stick with it. I'm just building a base, a platform so that we can understand that this whole thing was planned and designed by God. So we go back to that lovely song, The Love of God, Frederick M. Luhmann. The third stanza he said, Could we with ink the ocean fill? And were the skies of parchment made? Where every stack on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade? To write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry. Now could a scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky? Oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure, the saints' and angels' song. Wow. I am amazed of how much God loves us. God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What a love that God has for us. I trust that we, in turn, could love God, love him back for loving us. Now we come to Genesis chapter 2 and we read from verse 18 to 25. And we are going to find out what it is that God said is not good. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air. And he brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all the cattle and to the fowls of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found an helpmeet made for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And as he slept, He took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman, and he brought her unto man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. What is it God said for the first time is not good? God said, it is not good for a man to be alone. Hmm. Man needed companionship. Adam was a very brilliant man, the most brilliant of all men. He was the one who gave all those fancy names to all those animals. I read it for you in chapter two, verse 19 and 20. But the question is, can an animal meet man's need of companionship? I show that you have the answer and that is no. When God made woman, he made her to be an helpmeet for a man. Genesis chapter two and verse number 18. Now let me explain. The word helpmeet means suited, appropriate, corresponding to. A helpmeet carries no implication of inferiority. What it means is the wife is the completer of the man. Eve was Adam's other half. When God made the woman, he did not let her out in the garden and told Adam about her. Notice verse 22 of chapter 2, the Bible said, And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman, watch the next part of the verse, and brought her unto the man. Wow. As I think of this, I often said, how much marital misery will be avoided if young people quit hunting dung husbands, our wives, and just wait on God to bring around the right person for Him. Some people today believe that anybody could be the right person. Well, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14 tells us as believers that we are not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. We should not. Let's move a little bit this morning and look at God institution of marriage that is given in Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 24. Notice what he said, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother. What a man shall do for us? Leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Now. This is so important that this is also repeated four times, four other times in the Bible. If you go to Matthew 19, verse 5 and verse 6, you will find it there. If you go to the book of Mark and chapter 10, verse 7 and 8, you're going to find it there. If you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 16, those words are going to be there. A man shall leave his father and mother... And cleave to his wife. And if you go to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 31, you will find it there also. Let's go a little deeper into this marriage, into this matter of marriage. May I say to you that there are four principles of divine intent given in verse 24 and in verse 25. Four principles of divine intent. You see, like I said to you, when something is designed, if you... If you were to go and buy a car, you would find that that car is designed to carry certain parts. And though other parts may look like those parts, or other parts may be cheaper than those parts that that car is designed to carry, you will be surprised that it will not work with those parts, or if it works, it will not work as well as it should work with the parts that is prescribed for that car. So there are four principles of divine intent given in verse 24 and 25. What is the first one? In verse number 24, therefore shall a man leave, leave. Marriage calls for leaving father and mother. It is said that if a man treats his mother right, he will treat his wife right. And you know, when you are at home, you have that bond with your mother and with your father. And that's why the Lord said that we are to leave our father and our mother. Now, that doesn't mean that you have nothing to do with your father I have nothing to do with your mother. I don't believe that. I believe that when you are getting married, you are marrying into a family. And uh, we should always remember that when we are getting married, we are marrying into a family. Some people say, well, I ain't marrying her mother, I ain't marrying her father, Is she a want. Well, to be honest with you, you you're marrying into that family. He said you must leave and cleave, verse 24. The latter part of the verse say cleave. Now let me explain to you quickly and then pick up next morning what cleave is all about. In 2 Kings chapter 5 and verse number 27, there's a verse of scripture that says something. The leprosy therefore of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went out from his presence, a leper as white as snow. Time ran out on me again this morning. Next morning, we'll pick up right there and share with you in regards to this matter of the family when it comes to leaving and cleaving. Father, thank you. Thank you for the privilege of being able to come and share. Thank you for those who would listen. Holy Spirit of God, use your word to speak to our hearts to strengthen families. Strengthen homes. Strengthen churches. Strengthen the society on a whole. Lord, as I take my time morning after morning, I pray that many, many folks will be encouraged. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. May God bless you all. Do have a great day as you go against the Lord.